Welcome to the Dine One Six, a food podcast about Sacramento, or in today's case, a food podcast about a favorite guilty pleasure of so many of us on the West Coast, and that's In-N-Out Burger. I'm your host, Max Connor, and today I'm going to share an episode of a podcast I did in college. Now, this episode goes back to the summer of 2020, when I interviewed a peer of mine, Sean Holko, who I worked with at Sac State on the student newspaper. Sean also happened to be an In-N-Out employee of nearly three years. We get into so much of the In-N-Out lore. Do you have to be religious to work there? What's with the weird tiered employee system? Why is being the fry guy so difficult to work up to? Are the fries good? Or are the fries terrible? We get into that as well. He gets into some of the secret menu items you may have never heard of, and some of the secret menu items that people think exist, but really don't. So without further introduction, I bring you this episode of The Dine One Six, an old interview I did with Sean Holko in the summer 2020, all about In-N-Out Burger. What was your first job at In-N-Out? The thing about In-N-Out is it's it's structured in a way that they want people to move up and they, they give incentives um, for you to move up. And so I started out as a level one and it goes all the way up until level seven before you become a manager above level seven. Um, but I started out as a level one, which is just your basic order taking, just hi, how are you, da, 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 da. Um, just the people who you see on the front line taking the orders. Also, like the people who you might see stocking up, like the inside of the dining room, that would be your host. Um, so, so yeah, uh, that's that's the very basic level that you start at. Then you start to go level two, level three, level four. And I can get into that in a little bit. So you start as a cashier at the front and stocking. Does level one also include then working the iPad outside of the drive-thru or the drive-thru line? Or is that you have to move up to work? You got to move up. That, that's the handheld outside and that's actually not till level three so wow yeah you're, you gotta you gotta make your way up through it so i'll basically just just break it down for you real quick so yeah so the level one the inside the store order taking then like level two is where you get into like the pay window um level two you get a little training on the handheld outside but not not a officially and then you might hand out orders um in the drive-through so that that's level two then level three you get into of course like the handheld outside that's like the main job with with level Mm. three is being able to stay outside and be able to call things into the store because if you don't do a good job on the handheld that just messes everything up because then the orders get bad and then then the thing about in and out is that they're already so efficient that by the time that you make it to that pay window the food is likely already made already sitting there waiting for you at the next window so if there's something wrong with the order then they have to grab that food back and just redo it however they have to do and that's what could hold up the drive through so long so yeah and then and then like level 4 is fries and that's that's the highest i got to is i got i got my level 4 i was a fry guy man that was definitely intense too because you have the the burgers coming from the first board and the second board and like the first board would primarily be like the drive through orders second board would be the dine in orders and you have both of them 
Like, and when you get really busy, all those orders just come flying at you and you got to supply fries for all of them. You got to keep track of how many animal fries you have, how many cheese fries you have, how many fry well dones you have, how many fry lights. And it it could fry no salt. Like it can definitely be overwhelming at a while uh, after a while. So you got to be able to just keep track of it. And then the two levels I didn't make it to is level five is like the board, which is the bottom half of the burger with like the bun, the spread, lettuce, tomato, onion. And then level six is the cook, the person who takes care of the top half of the burger um, with like the meat, cheese, uh, the bun on top. And then uh, level seven that I mentioned, that's like a training manager. Basically, you're able to um, just watch over the shift if a manager has to go take their 30 minute break or something. Um, And then also the other position that you could have within the company is being a part of QFC. QFC is the quality check people who come in and make sure that we're holding up in and out standards. And those people are like really what keep each in and out like almost the exact same or they try to but yeah there's a lot you can do at in and out sorry for the long explanation no that's all right what was it like working there i mean obviously in and out one of in and out's things they pride themselves on at least from a corporate messaging standpoint right is how they treat their associates and that everyone who works in and out is family so what was your experience working at you know one random in and out location as far as how you were treated as an employee in and out is Uh, amazing company like they truly care about all of their associates they they care that you are enjoying your workplace and that you actually want to come into work every day and like they just do nice things like the the owner of in and out lindsey schneider she just does so many nice things for all the associates throughout um throughout the year and like she gives Christmas gifts to each associate each year. Like the first year I worked there, I got this really nice duffel bag that you could use to go take a weekend trip. Next year, I got an in and out backpack, which you might have seen, Max, because I, I wore it pretty much or I used it the last two years that I was a student at Sac State. And then this past year, I didn't even work at in and out for like four months because I told you I went on leave for my internship and also being the sports editor of the state Hornet. But then I came back just to work during winter break and my store manager, she likes me and she still gave me a Christmas present, even though I hadn't even been there for the last four months. And they gave us these, these really nice in and out pillows, <laughs> like of a, of a soda, a double double and uh, a fry boat. And obviously the, the listeners can't physically see it, but Max, I just showed you and, and the point is, is that they just do really nice things for their associates. And it's just a really nice company to work for. Yeah. Let the record show that Sean just showed his bed made and it has a San Francisco 49ers blanket and then three in and out pillows that are a shake cup, a burger and uh, fries. So that he got from in and out. That's pretty funny. Um, the, the, the most important thing there, Max, is my bed is made. <laughs> that's right. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so what... Uh, I just lost my question, but oh, so given in and out is so efficiency is like so paramount in their business. What's the discipline like for an employee if you screw up, you know, one too many times, particularly if you're taking that order on the drive through line? They're never like like scolding you unless you did something like truly that you knew was bad, like you're stealing from the company or something. Okay. You're automatically going to get sure. sold for that. Um, but, but yeah, if you're just constantly making mistakes, they, they just kind of learn after a while not to put that person on the position because they're all about efficiency and just trying to put 
put aces in places is what some of my managers would say in the past is just to get the ship to run as smooth as it can. And that might mean that you're an order taker every single time you have your shift because you're not very good at taking orders outside. Um, but yeah, that's that's mainly what they would do anytime like someone would mess up is they just kind of learn what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are and they just try to accommodate that the best just to make the team stronger as a whole. Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes sense, I guess, if they have that tiered system, then that's the idea is by the time you're moved up, you've already sort of proven you can probably do it. Most of the time, most of the time. There are like for me, I really had to earn my Fry certification. Like I had to prove like lunchtime rush, nighttime rush. Like I was, can I, can I cuss? Oh, real yeah, quick? Sure. We, I was getting my ass kicked, Max, like constantly. <laughs> I mean, I, I can only, you even describing like having been an in and out customer and worked in restaurants, the idea of that many, how many orders there are on the board at once and different modifications on fries. First, when you were like, level four is fries. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're just dropping fries is level yeah. four. And then you start to think, like, right. Drop a basket. Yeah, a basket. no, you start to think you got like, no, when you have 12 orders on the board at all times, nonstop, just one after the other, and you got all those modifications, like that's, yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, and each time, each time too, like you have to listen to to the board people because they're the ones well first you have your cooks calling out it like once it comes through the order comes through they put the tag up so they're going to start cooking the burgers and if i have a fry well like come through the drive-thru i need to know right when that order gets yeah. placed because they can have a separate basket and i can make sure that that one stays in there extra long and you got to be able to keep track of that and then meanwhile while i got to keep track of having these two fry wells and making sure not to pull that specific basket it's like oh you have four animal fry come through on one order and, and one of them wants light grilled onion one of them wants chili peppers on them one of them wants extra spread and it's like okay i'm trying to remember all of that and it, it can definitely be overwhelming after a while yeah so uh so you have to earn it <laughs> all right so uh what are some of the perks of working in in and out other than the the treatment what are some of the perks food wise that's what everyone really wants to know okay so I have I have been asked several times in the past, do you get in and out burger for free? Can you hook it up? This and that. Um, the answer is pretty much no. In and out, like there's a reason why they are so successful. They keep inventory of everything. Like I almost lost my job once because I poured my friend a strawberry shake and didn't ring him up for it. And then one of my managers saw me do it saw me shake my friend's hand after and he was just like sean we need to talk and i knew exactly what i did and i basically got a final warning and it was like if you do anything like that again you're gonna lose your job and that was like that was a real wake-up call for me and anyway so you can't give anything out for free and the only thing that the employees get for free is you get a free burger anytime you work and you can get anything from like a grilled cheese to a double-double. You can't go above a double-double and get a three-by-three three or a four-by-four. And if you get like me where I was working five days a week, I was eating five double-doubles a week. And uh, I've actually lost some weight since I stopped working. At one of so <laughs> there's the pros and cons, Max. There's the pros and cons. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good perk. But if you're working there a lot, that's uh, that could be trouble for sure. Um, all right. So into some of the food questions and some of the lore of in and out what are some of the secret menu items that you feel like people don't know about everyone knows about obviously you know you know three by three four by four you just mentioned animal fries 
animal style, protein style, like, but what are some of the ones that people don't know about? What are some of the things that people should order that they haven't heard of? Like you said, um, the, the ones that are already known is like the, uh, the animal fry, the cheese fry. Um, I mentioned like fries, well done. You can get your fries cooked well done. You can get them cooked light. Um, you can, this is like all just like getting into the weeds of it, but you can extra toast your burger for like the bun. You can get what's a flying Dutchman, a flying Dutchman, which is basically, um, it's basically just two meat patties with two slices of cheese in the middle. That's it. That's a flying Dutchman. And then you can get like grilled onion put on top of it if you wanted. Um, and then Max, you also mentioned protein style, which is getting uh, it wrapped in lettuce instead of the buns, low carb. Um, we have a grilled cheese. That's that's kind of like the vegetarian option. And then they also we also have a, a veggie burger. But when people would ask me, oh, you have a veggie burger, I'm, I'm vegan or something. And I'm like, yes, but it's not an actual patty. A veggie burger is basically a hamburger without the meat in it. So you get the bun with the lettuce, tomato, onion and spread. That, that's it. Um, so yeah, and then and then you got we got like our Neapolitan shake. I think that's a little more known, um, even though yeah, on the menu. I didn't know about that, but that makes sense. Oh, oh, look at that! See, there you go. You you learn more just like that. So yeah, uh, there's the mustard grilled patty, which is like animal style, pretty much where they just put mustard on it so it cooks in the meat. Um, you have your cheese fry, which we already talked about, the well done fries, four by four, three by three. Do you know what a whole grill onion is, Max? A whole grill onion? I do not. So whole grill onion, you, you get your basic raw onion, which we already put on the burger, but then they just slap that whole mm. thing on the grill, they get the whole thing grilled up. Mm, so delicious. And also um, a tip I've learned after I worked at In-N-Out just by going occasionally and ordering um, is that if you have to like drive home, the whole grill onion will keep your burger even hotter because you got the combination of like the the meat's already really hot and then the whole grill onion it just makes the burger hotter overall so it, it would be able to maintain the heat uh you can get a root beer float um at in and out um and then the last thing is you can add chili peppers to pretty much anything to a burger to your fries that's pretty much the secret menu but i want to caution people to uh from falling for fake secret menu items because okay. i have, i've had to be the bad guy a couple times and like there's customers like again getting angry at me for something i have no control of um but two examples of that is one is like a roadkill fry and that's basically where you order an animal fry and you order like a flying dutchman and you combine the meat patties with the fries and the animal fries and you they like chop it all up and it's it's all smashed together i don't even sure know. But anyways, we can't that that's something someone made up and it became trendy, but we can't physically do that for you, like cutting up the burger, putting it in it. Um, and then the other one was um, this was pretty much an April Fool's prank. A couple years ago, Easter fell on April Fool's. in and out is always closed on Easter. And there was a thing going around on Facebook introducing the new Cali burger from in and out But we don't have that. Like we we have a extremely simple menu. And just to add avocado and bacon to a burger, that would just mess up the the conveyor belt, so to speak, um, a lot. And uh, there were a lot of people while I was in the drive-through taking handheld orders, and they're like, "I would like one Cali burger, please." And I and the first person I was like, "Huh? What?" And then they like showed it to me on their phone, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. It looks like that's an April Fool's prank because it said." Uh, it said coming out on Sunday and that upcoming Sunday was April fool's day. And it was also Easter where we were already closed. So I was like, I'm sorry, but, uh, that was an April fool's joke. So just beware of the fake secret menu items. Cause some people can get carried away. 
All right, so a couple other food questions. A few, actually. What is the spread? Oh, simple. The spread's basically Thousand Island dressing. Okay, that's what I assumed. Yeah. Uh, what's the most number of patties you personally have taken an order on a burger? So the most that I've been asked about is like a 10 by 10. Some dude was like, I want a 10 by 10. I don't want anything on it, just meat and cheese, 10 by 10. And I was like, uh, sir, I'm sorry. I can tell I can sell you two four by fours and a double double, and then you can just put it all together. Um, but yeah, so the most that we can sell is up to a four by four, but um also what some people might do, um, and this isn't this is something I didn't mention um in the secret menu items, but we also just sell meat patties by themselves. And sometimes people like call them the puppy patties. Um, and like you can ask for like no salt on the patties. That's what anytime someone would come through the drive-thru with the dog, I'd be like, Do you want to get like a puppy patty for your dog? No salt, because it's like 85 cents for just a meat patty. Um, so not only are they good for dogs, but like if you wanted to like beef up your burger and make it even bigger than a four by four, then you don't have to order like a whole nother burger on the side. You could just add another meat patty with cheese on it and then slide that into your burger what kind of chili peppers do you guys use um i think uh banana peppers okay so yep. it's fresh it's fresh peppers oh yeah sliced yep. Up. yep all right so another I think another question a lot of people have is just there's a religiosity element to sort of the lore of in and out and how much of that does does that trickle down through the company how much of that is kind of something the managers preach for lack of a better word uh but i'm you know how much of that is how much of that is like a part of everyday life as an in and out employee and how much of that is just hey the managers up top have their organizations that they donate to and whatever and some of their ethic comes from that but otherwise it's not really a part of the job i keep referring back to like previous customer interactions but it really is funny like after working at in and out for so long like you have those stereotypical things that people just come in and they automatically assume about you. Um, so like that is one of them is they're like, Oh, you all have to be Christian to work here. Right? Like you, you, you all practice religion. Do you read the Bible in the back? I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a Christian. I believe in God, but I don't actively go to church. And like, you don't have to be to work it in and out just because they have the scripture at the bottom of the cups, whether if it be the shake cups uh, or the, the soda cups, um, anytime we would have like our, our weekly or our monthly meetings, or anytime we would get like an email from the company, uh, especially from Lindsay, it would just say like, God bless you at the bottom. That's it. They'd just be like, God bless you, Lindsay. And that's it. That That's pretty much the only like religion that would actually get into um, the workplace. I have heard, this is one of the rumors I heard, and you may not want to answer this question if it's true. And it kind of ties back to that religious element. But one of the rumors that somebody asked me was, if you order and say you can't afford to pay for your food, do they give it to you for free? So... You can already you can already tell by the hesitation. <laughs> um, so so I there were a couple times where um, someone would come through the drive through and they would just be like, oh, no, I forgot my wallet. Like and you could tell some people were like actually genuine. And I had a manager named Pang who I had a love hate relationship with. He's a genuinely extremely nice guy. But when we would get crazy busy, he would just get angry sometimes. And it was hard to work with him at some points but i truly value him as a person he's just a really good person um but anyways an example of how good of a person is he he is is anytime he'd hear that he would literally just go grab his wallet and he would pay for it out of his own pocket 
that might be where some of the rumors have started is like if someone might have forgot their wallet like our manager's just super nice and he'll pay for your 20 dollar meal even though he doesn't have to he could just throw it away and just say okay have a nice day but he was super nice about that so it's not like we were handing out like food to just needy people all the time but every once in a while like if you forgot your wallet and we just happen to have a nice manager on shift, you got lucky that day. Um, or if you're like, if you're short a dollar or if you're short 50 cents, like most of the time we'll, we'll just give it to you. If the drive through is insanely busy and you get there and there's people standing out there and there's a line super far away, is it faster to park and go inside and order at the counter? Or are you likely to basically wait just as long? Because I've done that before where I'm like, I'm definitely going to go in. There's nobody in there. I'm going to get my food faster and then ordered at the counter and sat inside for 10 minutes and been like, I guess I could have stayed in my car. That is an excellent question. And thank you to whoever asked that. Or if Max, if you just came up with that question yourself, thank you. Because there had been a lot of times where I am working the drive-thru and there's someone who comes through the drive-thru and they're like, I just want a vanilla shake. And I'm like, okay sure and then once they like drive away or, or every once in a while like i might actually say to them like hey you know like if you went inside and got this then it would have been like 30 seconds and you would have been in and out but now you're gonna wait 15 minutes sitting in your car and sometimes people just don't want to get out of their car and that's fair so for example if you ever order like a fry by itself or or even like a fry and a shake by itself or like a burger by itself that would be better for you to go inside if you order a whole meal then it'll probably be right around the same time um whether if you're in the drive-thru or not um but yeah that's that's really where the main difference comes in about um if you order that single item because if you order that single item and you go inside you're much more likely to get it faster all right let's go down the fry road what's your personal opinion about the fries I think the fries are average. I mean, the thing about the fries at In-N-Out, like you are getting super duper fresh potatoes and they're not frozen. Nothing at In-N-Out is ever frozen. So sometimes like the super fresh stuff won't be as good as maybe like the frozen McDonald's fries or something. And, and, and that's, and that's fair. And that's not an excuse. My advice for most people is like, if they just don't like our regular bland fries is try something new get your fry well done. You're going to get them more crunchy, get it cooked light. You're going to get that. Like if you like the gooier type of fry, the like really flimsy fry, get it, get it cooked light. You could do fry light. Well, which is a little bit crunchy, but not like burnt because if you ask for your fry, well done, they're most likely going to be burnt. Mm. So you can do fry light. Well, a little bit crunchy, or you could do a cheese fry. You could do an animal fry in and out fries. Yeah. They're not that great. I understand that. The burgers is where it's at. The, the shakes are really good, but at least they provide options <laughs> to try and spice it up a little bit. And if you, if you just don't really like the fries and, and if you're one of those people, one of many people who proclaim that the in and out fries are trash, that's fair. Cause you're probably a part of the majority, but Hey, at least our burgers are good. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the fries are trash, but they're still fries, so I'll still eat them, right? It's like a, it's, it's like trash pizza. I'm still gonna eat, and a trash fry. I'm still gonna eat. But it is interesting that such a fresh French fry is somehow worse than whatever they're doing at, you know, McDonald's or other places that have big, you know, Cisco frozen French fries that so many places serve. It's weird. Um, so you say the fries are trash. Are the animal fries at least uh, a slightly better alternative? Yeah, no, I love animal fries. I just don't get them 
I, I'll, I'll get them like, I mean, I don't go to In-N-Out that much. I probably go once every, I've actually been once uh, since we've been stuck inside. And I have one like a few blocks from my house. So you said a lot of people, since you've worked at In-N-Out and Discovery, you worked In-N-Out, like to tell you how they don't like In-N-Out and they think it's overrated. So what are those complaints about In-N-Out from people who don't like it? The number one thing, and probably it's in bold, italics, underscored, the fries are not good. That's yeah. that's that's the main thing. It's because people are like, dude, I'd rather go to McDonald's and get a crappy McDonald's burger and some really good fries than get an In-N-Out burger in the trash. And I'm like, really? Really, you would, I guess so. that's your opinion, but, but yeah, like just some people, they just, they don't like it. And, and that's fair. Just, uh, different strokes for different folks. That's fine. There there's enough people who go to in and out. So one or two people saying, I don't really like in and out. That's fine. But you know, the majority of the people who I have heard say they don't like in and out, it has been because they are comparing it to something else. So they're like, yeah. I don't like in and out because five guys is way better. I don't like In-N-Out because I'm from Texas and Whataburger is bomb. And by the way, for the record, I went to, uh, I, I flew to Florida a couple years ago and I had a connecting flight in Dallas on the way back, stopped at the Dallas airport, got Whataburger for the very first time. I had to try it. I had to hear what the hype was about. The burger was good, but not better. And their fries were trash compared to In-N-Out. <laughs> like, their fries were even worse. So just saying. And the thing about the Whataburger that I noticed is they just put a lot of mustard on it. Um, yeah. So everybody, everybody likes different things. And, but I would say that a majority of the people who I've talked to, who have just said, I don't like in and out, like, like Sacramento Kings point guard, De'Aaron Fox is one of those main guys who says in and out is trash. I don't like in and out. And it's because he liked Whataburger better. Um, so most of the time people say they don't like in and out because it's just in comparison to something else that they like better. I, I think that if you ask those people, like, without comparing it, is In-N-Out fine? Like, is it a solid burger? They'd be like, yeah, it's fine. But then you always get that caveat where it's like, it's not better than Whataburger, though. Yeah. Well, first of all, it is better than Whataburger. That's Thank not you. even that's a non-starter. Secondly, I hate it when people compare it to, like, a regular burger restaurant. I'm like, I think the problem is people, you hear people say In-N-Out's, like, my favorite burger. Or it's the best burger. And, like, to me, it's by far the best fast food drive through burger but i'm not going to compare it to burgers and brew in sacramento or i mean even like a five guys or a habit burger although i'd probably re personally rather have in and out than either of those two but like there's a big difference between a burger you're getting in a drive through super fast than you know a a, bur a half pound burger somewhere else it's like and, it's and not, that's not what we're talking about exactly all right so we're going to get into rapid fire real quick and i'm gonna add one extra question for you We'll start with that. Given you've worked at In-N-Out and you've worked at Round Table Pizza, what is worse to come home smelling like? In-N-Out burger or pizza? Ooh, excellent question. <laughs> they both, man. Uh, I'd probably, I'd probably say In-N-Out burger. Not because like I don't think In-N-Out burger is as good as Round Table, but a lot of the times I'd come home from In-N-Out burger, and a majority of the time I would smell like onions. Yeah. All right. So that's very pleasant. That's fair. All right, so we've been talking a lot about cheap food. If money is no option and you're going to get the best thing you can think to go eat, what's going to be your go-to of expensive food? Oof. Sam's Hofbrau. Mm, all right. Have you ever been there? I have been there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Just make um, What is your cheap guilty pleasure? Cheap guilty pleasure. 
shit dude in and out yeah stop working there so now i crave it that's again. right that's fair <laughs> um what is uh what's the thing you ate growing up that you still miss i know you're still you grew up here in sacramento and um get to be at home i don't know if you if you live at home or not but what's the thing your mom or dad or grandparents or whoever made growing up that you still love to eat oh you know my grandma and my dad they made a delicious beef stroganoff fire nice so good and i i kind of get i kind of get my my fix on it and a little bit of a replacement replacement it's never as good as my grandma's cooking but um getting steak stroganoff from noodles and company that's that's a that's a solid all right cool and what's your favorite thing to make at home yourself oh man i'm not much of a cook max i'm not like you bro (laughs) um tuna sandwich all right what do you go with in your tuna sandwich you throw in some pickle relish and a little mustard in there you just going tuna and mayo Uh, okay so this is my dad's recipe right here so tuna we get a good spoonful of mayo we get some pickle relish in there we get some onion powder in there Mm. some onion powder um either if you want to do some some onion powder flakes or just the straight up powder right that that's some good stuff um a little bit of salt and pepper in there and i don't put the mustard directly in the tuna but i'll put the mustard on the bread so i still get it with the taste in the tuna but it's not like a heavy mustard taste in the tuna there you go that's pretty solid that sounds like a pretty solid tuna sandwich yeah definitely right on cool man well thanks for taking the time of course sir thank you for having me on i appreciate it That's going to do it for this episode of The Dine One Six. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have time, rate and review the show. It helps new people find us. And even better, send it to friends and family, anyone you know who think they might like it. Post it on social media. If you found something out about in and out you didn't know before and you want to share it, drop this episode in your feed and let people know. Sean is a talented young sports journalist and is now the sports editor of The Messenger Publishing Group a group of smaller local papers. You can also hear Sean on his own podcast called Sean and Vaughn. It's a weekly sports podcast on the Be Heard platform in Sacramento. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Both handles are at Dine16. And if you have any questions about the show or ideas for guests, anything you want to share, reach out to me at max at dine16.com. The opening and closing theme music are by my brother-in-law, Mark Owens. The Dine One Six is a production of the Hear Me Now studio right here in Sacramento. Join me next Tuesday for a new guest and a new episode. And until then, eat something you love with someone you love. Hi, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Just one thing for Could I get a double-double animal style? With a whole with a whole grill onion and peppers. Whole grill and peppers, got it. And no tomato. tomato got it. Would you like a French fries today? No, it's okay. Alright, would you like a drink? Uh, can I get a Neapolitan shake? Right on.